You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. We're coming down the stretch. Baseball, softball, golf, and head track and field coach Lance Bingham stocks by to talk track regionals. It's the postseason, baby. Let's get it started. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. All right, so happy to be back after yeah. a week on the road. Red and I tried to hold it down last Try, week. I heard. I heard you guys yeah. attempted to, so I appreciate he that. Kept, he kept getting choked up and emotional. And I like, know. What's wrong, Red? He'd be like, what? Just wish Emily was here. I know. Now we, yeah. we're missing Red. Him and his family are in Boston yeah. kind of doing some uh, traveling and stuff. So so hopefully they're having a good time. Let's get into some Flames athletics updates. Yeah, a lot. A like lot to talk about. Last conference regular season series for the flames and it didn't really for baseball yeah for baseball yes i'm sorry um didn't really start off very well matt yeah it was kind of a tough series uh taking on kennesaw state and you lose you know first off you get down you, you battle back you tie a game up on thursday it was thursday friday saturday right. this past week and then you end up giving up a couple home runs in the eighth to lose nine six the next day Again, you get down big early. You're down uh, seven nothing. You battle back, and you lose seven five. And then finally, you win one on on Saturday. Slugfest, right? Sixteen to twelve. And there, listen, there was nothing pretty about it. It was, in fact, on the weekend, Liberty defensively was was not very good, and that's a concern I think heading into the tournament. But yeah, you win sixteen twelve. But that's a game you had to have. Like if I just kept thinking throughout that game, like. If you lose this game, that is going to be so crushing to get swept, mm-hmm. and and what it does to to you know their at large resume, and to feel that way going into the tournament, like just for from a confidence standpoint, you had to have that game. They end up hanging on to to get it done. It was a little got a little wild there towards the end, but a huge win as they go in as the number one seed now in the tournament. That really doesn't mean a lot. It's they go into pool play now, so the seeding doesn't really mean a whole lot for them. Uh, in terms of one through four, they're all in the same pool. But uh, but still, just getting a win and going in with that, I think, was important for them. Yeah, and I think another positive you can take from that last series was the fight. You know, this team isn't right. going to just lay down. So I, I guess that's that's another positive. Because they went down 3 nothing in the first. Right. Like, in that game, like they go down, you know, three-run home run, and you're like, oh, man, are you kidding me? Nah. Here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> and then they responded, and then Kennesaw State responded. They scored five in the fifth to retake the lead, and you're like, Man, and Kennesaw State, I'll tell you this, they are a scrappy bunch. Like they are, And they're a really good team, and Liberty's going to see them again in the tournament. Uh, but you had some of those leaders show up. Great bets, six RBIs. He had a grand slam in that in the series finale. Aaron Anderson, three hits, had a bases you know, loaded, bases clearing double. He was fired up. You had some of those guys really step up. Brady Gulikowski, like the guys that you need need to show up this time of year, the veterans, the seniors, the you know, the old guys. They showed up, uh, you know, down the stretch in that game, and that was big. Was it pretty emotional? Because you know, some big time seniors on this, some super seniors too on on this yeah. squad. And I saw a little social media, one of the creative uh, videos that that was put out last night. It just kind of, se- I don't know if it was the piano music in the background, yeah. but it seemed pretty emotional. Yeah, and it was a lot of guys. I think it was thirteen guys, I think, Gosh. on this roster that that are done. And and yeah. It's always weird. And Scott Jackson even said that in the video that you're referencing. Like, it's always so abrupt. It's like, oh, it's over. Like, 
you know, you've been, we've been part of each other's lives for four or five years now, bang, it's done. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was a little weird, but you know what? It was cool in this series, seeing some of those guys play and play well that maybe even hadn't been playing a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll say Landon Riley hadn't pitched a lot this year. Two great innings on Thursday. Uh, another scoreless inning on Saturday. Tyler Germanowski, same way, pitched Thursday, Saturday. Guys that hadn't thrown a lot, but they were seniors, veterans that they kind of got in a spot where they're like, all right, here we go. You're getting your chance. And they came through. And now they may set themselves up to be part of the mix when when you get into, into the tournament play. So we'll see. But like, so yeah, it was cool to see some of those guys, old guys play well, especially for a guy, you know, do you think like an Aaron Anderson? Mm -hmm. You wanted to see him go out well. Um, and same with Logan Matthew, guys like that. Like it, it was it was exciting to see those guys play well. And last time you stand on that field, you don't want to walk off with a loss. Right. So so a good feeling walking off that field for the last time. So now they'll pack their bags and head down to Fort Myers. I heard that someone pretty talented is gonna be calling the game. Alan York. Alan York, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. He'll be calling. No, AY and I'll be down there calling that the game. That is games. so yeah. exciting. That'll be a, a lot more out. fun yeah. to, to watch We those fly games. out this afternoon. Um and yeah, so we go we go three games tomorrow. We go three games Wednesday. And then one game Thursday. So we'll have Liberty's game uh, both tomorrow and Wednesday. They play at 11 o'clock uh, a.m. Both, both days. So FGCU on Tuesday, Kennesaw State on Wednesday. And yeah, all, so it's we've talked some about the, the format, but they're in a pool of four teams, right? They're one of four teams. They have to be in the top three to move on. So if they're one of the top three teams in their pool, they move on to the semifinals where then it's just four teams, single elimination, and you go. Uh, so hopefully they can get that done and, and and continue their season on into the semifinals and see what happens there. But yeah. it's going to be fun to see how the, like pitching and all that stuff. Like how do these different coaches how does it approach play it? Out? Right. Yeah, and I think I talked. I think I have like seven coaches calls today. But I want to get kind of like, all right, what are the different strategies? How are different coaches approaching this? Do you try to hold a guy back and be like, well, chances are we've got a seventy five percent chance to move out of this. We'll hold our like Friday night guy back mm -hmm. for the semifinal or like. Like, how will they approach it? I'm interested to see. And then from the flame side, Garrett Horn, does he get healthy? Like, is he even available yeah. come uh, come the tournament? That's going to be critical for Liberty as well. So a lot of different storylines, but, yeah, it's going to be fun So Liberty's out of Fort first Myers. matchup is tomorrow. Tomorrow, 11 a.m. against FGCU. Who, okay. They took five of six from them throughout the year, but they are the best, probably the best offensive team in the conference. Uh, you're going to have to score some runs. They don't pitch it all that well, but they can score some runs. And FGCU is the for a sale oh, right. alma mater. So yep. I'm trying to get you guys a little I phone heard you're or trying, in game. I heard you trying to hook us and up And I'm with like, Chris is sale. Matt Warner going to be able to, you know, handle I wanna, having a conversation? I want to ask him about the time when he cut up all the jerseys. Do you remember that? He was no. playing for the White Sox, and they were going to go wear these, like, throwback old jerseys the night he started and he did not want to. So like went through the locker room and like cut them all up with scissors and got in a lot of trouble for that. Do you remember? I do not yeah, remember. Google that story. <laughs> How about if I lead off with that question? Hey, oh we're pleased to gosh. have FGC alum Chris Sale. Tell me about the time you cut up and slashed all the jerseys so you wouldn't have to wear ones you didn't want to. Oh my gosh. That's great. That's a little yeah. cray cray. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Hopefully we can get that for you. I'm looking forward to those games. So safe travels down there for that. Yeah. And you know, Florida, I can't complain. I guess it's not I mean, too hot down there it's yet. It's low but... 90s and chance of storms every day, I think. Of course. So it, yeah, the storms not, last. Honestly, like, like people are like, oh, you go to the, I'm like, I'm not going to see any of Fort Myers. No, I will see won't. my hotel room and the field. And that's pretty much it. But that's all right. I it, mean, seven baseball games in three days might be my worst nightmare. Well, <laughs> and, and I just know, let me go ahead and call it right now. The way this thing goes, there's always like, 
the one three-hour lightning delay. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a night where we're there until like 1 a.m. I just know it. I'm prepared for it. It's you not. It's, I'm, I'm mentally ready to take that on. If it doesn't happen, I'll be thrilled, obviously. But like, I just know that's going to happen. Don't guys, don't let him fool you. Matt Warner loves baseball so like much it. that he doesn't care at all. Well, um, coming your way maybe yeah. later this summer. We just got back from our Texas trip and caught up with Matt Hagen, who's the AAA yeah. manager for Round Rock Express. I am gonna. Have you been to that park? I don't think I have been to Round Rock. It is incredible. Yeah. Like, it is so nice. I was just, like, blown away. And there's shaved ice. I'm Bahama I saw Bucks. pictures of you I mean, my entire mouth. the shaved ice. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird because I'm, like, yeah. meeting the GM. My whole mouth is blue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe yeah. I should have done, like, the <laughs> coconut flavor. Uh, yeah. Um, no, but really, really cool park. And, and just what he's doing with, with that team and, and just – um, you know, spreading the gospel with yeah, AAA to see that story. guys. It's it's really really neat. So, good trip out there. We have some other great stories with some former football players. So be on the lookout for that. Um, we are going to get to an interview with track and field head coach Lance Bingham in just a moment. They have 24 yeah. track and field athletes heading to regionals, which is a huge deal. You'll hear why in just a moment. But let's talk a little bit about regionals for softball. The Lady Flames down at Duke. You know, first game beating Georgia, yeah. all it took was a two-run shot in the first, and they held on. There was a few, unbelievable, a yeah. few moments. I was a little scared though in that one. Well, how crazy was it? You get your first batter, you know, Devin Howard bangs one off the wall for like a long single. Second hitter, Caroline Hudson, <laughs> home run, and then that's it. Like that's, that's it. it. Like there's no runs the rest of the way. And the story, you know, Emily Kirby, you know, complete game shutout, 13 strikeouts Gosh, allowed, Curbs just three it. hits. And, you know, she had to battle because Liberty made three errors behind her. Even in the last inning, a routine fly ball at center field. Oh, my god! And your outfielders kind of collide. And you're like, I'm watching that at the baseball stadium. A bunch of us are staying around before they game watching it. And you got that feeling like, oh, no. They're good. Like, when a play like that happens, they're going to find a way to lose this. Right. But, they, you know, Kirby gets it done. They win. Huge win over Georgia. First time they'd ever faced them. And you're thinking, okay, here we go. Bottom line, like. There were some defensive miscues in the Duke game. The next game, they lost 5 nothing. But the offense, they just weren't able to create runs. You score, you get shut out against Duke, and then you come back late night. Uh, I guess that was Saturday night against Georgia again and lose 7-2. to two. It, It's hard It's hard to win if you don't put up some runs. You know? Yeah, I think the offense was definitely lacking. But just the fact that the errors, you know, it's really, really hard if you're not making – because they had opportunities, yeah. you know, um, offensively and and just didn't capitalize on them. And then when you come out and then you're making errors, I think that that's just like, you know, you're shooting yourself in the yeah. foot. Um, and they were just uncharacteristic, unnecessary errors, um, which I think was probably a little yeah. frustrating for the girls. But such a great season. Such great a year. And, solid team. And, yeah, and that's the thing, too. You bring back a lot of really good talent. And, I, you know, that's what we were saying, I think, when Rhett and I were talking last week. It's like – they haven't built just a good team. It's a good program now to where you look at what's coming back and the type of talent that they continue to bring in. It's like, all right, they're not going anywhere. Like, it's not like everyone in the A-Sun is like, all right, whew, they lost all they lost all their players. You know, now we'll be, it's like, no, 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 no. They're, they're still, they're still going to be right there at the end of the year again. Yeah. And then, you know, when you, when you lose um, to Duke, I think just mentally it's got to be so tough because you know if you do get back to face Duke, you have to beat him twice. Right. You know, and it's and I know that well, they and there was the delay. So like they didn't start until like what was it, like eleven o'clock almost when they finally did play Georgia in that in elimination game. Yeah. Like that's tough. 
and you're on Duke's home field. Yeah. But um, yeah, I have no doubt they're going to continue their success um, next season. You just, the, you just have to keep getting it. Like, if getting past the regional is the biggest hurdle, I know it is the biggest hurdle. It's harder, and I think I, Scott Jackson said this because they're uh, they've been in the same boat, right? They're trying to get past the regional. He's like the regional. You get a super regional. That's easier. Yeah. Like all you gotta do is so... take two or three from the same opponent. He's like, that's easier. Getting past that regional is that big first hurdle, and you feel like with a program like Liberty, once you break through that first time, then that just opens it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. then 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 anything can happen, and and. You, but yeah, it's getting past that 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 hurdle the first time, and they're still trying to do it. The flame, the Lady Flames will lose Emily Kirby, though, right? Uh yeah, I believe that's she her was last senior, right? season. Yeah. Oh, such a great yeah, she was great. career. Yeah, we really enjoyed. Just really, really happy. She was for fun her. to watch, and she, she, I tell you what, the type of love she was getting nationally. I know during that game, you had you know the who's who of great softball players. You know the Cat Ostermans and all yeah, those people. Yeah, that's that her were hero. Tweeting. Yeah, they're tweeting out about her, and so that was really cool and cool for her to like like this. That will be. I considered, I mean, I'm no softball historian, but in terms of Liberty, like yeah, that's got, red is. yeah, right. That's gotta be one of, if not the greatest postseason pitching performance or, per, or pitching performances in program history period, right. given the stakes. That was incredible. Yeah. So great season, lady flames and dot Richardson, you know, I have no doubt you guys will be back yeah. to get it next season. And then, you know, with the scheduling that dot Richardson does, it's just like, and, and you have more experience because we've talked a lot. This, there was 12 new players on right. this team come August. So once you, you're playing together more and, and learning each other better and, um, you know, playing that top competition, I have no no doubt they'll be just fine. Um, golf, making it to nationals. What is this, the wow. third straight year, yeah, I want to say? That's right. yeah. um, I was a little worried going into the well, final I mean, round. Everybody was. I mean, Woo. and this team, to be honest, like last season you expected them to right. make it to nationals. This team, it was like, you know what? awesome got back to regional yeah you'll see what happened but it wasn't like I feel like last year if they didn't make it it would have seemed like a failure almost you know Mm -hmm. because there were so many good players so many expectations this season it's like gravy it feels like it's like whoa we weren't we weren't really expecting this especially the way things closed out of the regional you would have what three birdies on the last hole to sneak your way in right at the buzzer like you talk about just some clutch play from them down the stretch and now like listen you got to think that they're playing pretty free, right? right? Because here in Vincent told us a couple weeks ago, we're kind of the underdog. We don't really usually get to be that. We're kind of playing that role. It's still there. Like they're like, oh, we weren't supposed to be here. Well, let's just go play. Yeah, let's and, just have a good and time. Especially in golf, I would think that would free you up mentally. It's such a mental sport where it's you don't have the weight of the expectations on you. It's like, okay, nobody thought we were gonna get, you know, reach this far. Let's just go play, have a good time, and maybe some good scores will follow. And you know what? So they're, they're having their media, and, I, and I'm and i really looking forward to asking this question because when you look at the other teams that made it to nationals, okay, they were out in um, Stockton, California. West Coast golf is way different than East mm. Coast golf, the courses. Yeah. And Kieran was saying, I mean, he had never even been to California. Right. And they've played, um, I know, out in Arizona quite a bit, I want to say. But when you look at the teams that advanced, it was all West Coast teams, I'm mm. pretty sure, except Liberty. So it's just like pretty impressive. I need to like double check on that. But um, whenever I was like following along yeah. with their standings, most of those teams were West Coast teams. So I think that that I'm interested to know if that's a bigger deal than, you know, just what the average golf well, fan would know. And I thought may, I, you may have retweeted it. Wasn't that was that ended up being like kind of rated or one of the golf guys like, you know, ranked that the toughest regional 
or, or one of the top two, maybe the top two regionals yeah. that, in Liberty coming out of it. Like that, super impressive. I know. So I think they're national. When is nationals? Um, probably it's not it, next weekend? weekend. I don't know. Um, so we'll, we'll look into that. But I, I just think also what Kieran Vinson was saying about this is a really good team, and I'm not saying it's it's better than last year's team or, or whatever, but um, he knew that they still had more in the tank. So if they're playing free, they know that they can play this golf and compete with these top teams. It's just going to be so fun to watch. Them Friday, Friday is when it kicks off. So, Gosh. so yeah, they'll they'll you'll talk to them, catch up with them today, and then Friday it all starts over again. Yeah, stay on the lookout for that little golf feature. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk with some of the guys and. And coaching everyone. All right, let's get to outdoor track and talk with uh, Coach Lance Bingham. So happy to be joined by Lance Bingham, huge track and field person right here. Yeah, so whenever true. you know that I'm, I basically give all the updates of track and field. These guys are like we oh. turn to Emily for all right. her insight on track and field. I right? love it. I'm obsessed. And what you guys have been able to do this season has just been incredible. Pretty much just picking up where Coach Dolzma left off. My first question to you, Coach, is did you feel any pressure having this program turned over to you? Because, I mean, you guys haven't skipped a beat. I don't think I felt pressure. I felt honored, and I think it's a great opportunity. But I don't think I felt necessarily pressure to continue because I think it's so much more about the process. And if you're doing the process right, I think the results are going to take care of themselves. Where do you feel like this program has grown maybe the most since you came back? Is there an area where you feel like, boy, we've gotten a lot better here over the past few years? I don't know that there's a particular area. Yeah. I think it's maintaining the... Dominance? Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I want to keep being excellent, you right. know, and, and trying to push that. And, uh, and, and, of course, the mission and vision of the program, uh, it's, it's ma mainly maintaining that. And I think if you maintain the right process, the results are going to take care of themselves. And I think uh, despite some of the injuries on the women's side, which, you know, greatly affected us this yeah. year, uh, but that's okay. You know, sometimes uh, I had a couple of athletes that, you know, just talking to them about the act, you know, the mindset of, okay, you were hurt, you weren't doing something silly or anything like that. It's just part of the process. You know, sometimes God uses those things to grow us in ways so – a year down the road, I think will be even better. So interesting. You said that I'm doing a, a story on Felix Candy right now, and he's, you know, coming over from Kenya and first year he's running to class and Jamas Hall falls down the stairs and breaks. doesn't realize it, but breaks. And this is, I'm not giving away anything. This story you yeah. guys can still watch. Okay. Um, like breaks his tibia or something in his leg. And then he's running in his six K race, or maybe it was a 10 K and you know, few miles in, he hits a root, breaks his leg, and finishes the race. And he was just like, you know, making the transition overseas and, and just what God taught him during that season. Right. I mean, look what he's doing now. Right. It's pretty incredible. Yes. And he's already, you know, qualified for regionals, and, and hopefully he'll get that shot at nationals again. Let's talk a little bit about this uh, four-by-one sprint group. They're pretty hilarious. So exactly. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? What are your thoughts on them? And I, I feel like every single time they run this race, the the A Sun record, the Liberty record, is is at stake. Very focused group. They have a lot of fun. They enjoy it. Um, they have the talent, you know, to run a sub thirty nine, which you know is still kind of chasing a little bit. To go to nationals, probably low thirty nine or sub thirty nine would would take them. And, uh, but they're fun to work with, uh, very talented group, you know, on any given day, who's the fastest, you know, they kind of 
talk among themselves <laughs> about that as well. But it's fun, you know, with that group because they are a very talented group. They can do something special. Do you think that's that with a group like that, the kind of the friendly competition, if you want to call that, is it is that a good thing in that in that group? It kind of they kind of push each other in a way. They do because each day when you're at work at who knows who's gonna yeah you know have it that particular day and I think you've always got one or two that are able to kind of uh, push a little bit more and uh, keep the others uh, following along because really when you watch them work out one day it'll be Chris one day it'll be D one day you know uh, you know Brandon who knows you know and, yeah. and and that's good that's good because it is competitive but it it's it's almost like keeps that level push a little bit right yeah. you don't want to be the guy slacking right. that day because they're <laughs> going to pull you along right exactly what group do you work with the most vaulters and multis oh gosh i mean no thank you <laughs> first of all no thank you talk to me a little bit about about them this season uh multis group uh you know indoor with meredith and and we i don't know if you know we redshirted patasha Bryan, which is anthony's younger sister okay and uh, she's going to be really good as well but uh you know meredith did meredith engel did such a good job indoor in the yeah. multis and then she ended up getting a, a stress reaction that's right we were going to do we were going to do a story yeah. with her and then yeah. she said ah, i'm kind of hurt yeah but awesome young lady great worker um on the guy's side anthony uh did great you know indoor and outdoor and then you have uh we have a couple other guys um cole peterlin played football did well yeah, right. and, and then you know he was actually in a car wreck hurt his foot and he never was able to really come back in the outdoor and then a couple other kind of weird injuries you know it's probably all about the coaching <laughs> <I know. laughs> but, no. but then the vaulters they they did a good job they're coming along well and and taylor's going to get to go to regionals anders just he came back from a really weird injury he had to have surgery to a finger uh just a sliver of fiberglass from a pole really it was really weird just you know how it all happened he was putting the pole down and and sliced his finger a little bit and ended up having to have surgery so it's kind wow. of oh you know, i've never even heard of something yeah, like that very weird but you know he came at conference he put himself in position just barely missed the height that would have taken him a regional so you know great job you know so they're they progressed yeah. well. All right. So a name that we've thrown around a lot and talked about a lot has been Kennedy Sauter, and for good reason. <laughs> like, take me what you're the expert here, right? What is the ceiling for a kid like this? Because it seems coming a freshman, right? Like what he's doing at this stage of his career is eye popping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's doing well. He what could he go? Don't know. Um, you know, he jumped very well indoor. Uh, hurt his knee a little bit at the Nationals. So he's kind of working back through some things and working back to his longer approach. Um, kid's talented. Yeah. You know, he can just – and he can process things well. We're still trying to tweak a couple things with his technique, which uh, that's exciting to see where he – you know, what he may do. I, I don't want to throw out numbers and stuff. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, it's – and. You know that's an event. You got to keep being sharp with it, and uh, you know it's not something that you can jump high and hard every day. You're going to have injuries if you do that, and so it's kind of a balance. We only let him outdoor compete, took a week off, compete, took a week off, just to try to make sure we're 
handling that well. Wow. So. What's funny is when we were doing the Mother's Day feature a few weeks ago, he was like, yeah, my mom like made me do high jump. And I'm like, well, she's a smart woman yeah, right. because, be you know, clearly her. she yeah. was doing something right. He's got some great parents. Yeah. Awesome. And he's just so full of life. I feel like what's so awesome in track is there's so many great personalities. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a really, really fun group to work with. Um, going back to the injuries, you know, it's, especially in the distance side, what have you learned um, with coaching or, or just being around track and field so much of of how to manage the workload of of track and um, field athletes too, but just for being such long seasons, you have indoor, outdoor, cross country. You know, you're training all summer. How have you learned to manage that? What have I learned, or what do I hope to learn? <laughs> Maybe Still in the process. The, yeah, of, it's in yeah. the process. I think the biggest thing is probably communication. If the athletes can trust, okay, I'm feeling a little bit this, a little bit that, especially with the distance runners, you know, they communicate really well. But even for my group, I'll mess with them some because they're hard workers. You know, I'm not, you know, I'll be watching something and see them not quite on their game, and and it's like, okay, you've got to be able to communicate and trust me that we're going to alter. I tell them all the time, uh, Taylor Langan, tough as nails, you know, Balter, but I have to really communicate a lot with her because she's got some foot problems a little mm -hmm. bit. And so I tell them, we can get in shape a lot of different ways. Yeah, mm -hmm. Let's just kind of trust the process on what alternate workouts we may need to take. Mm. 24 athletes going to regionals. Why is that so impressive? Because, I mean, it's not easy to get to regionals. It never has been, but even more so now. With the super seniors, you know, we're, we're going to experience this for another year or so. Uh, of all the influx of the extra year. And these these guys are the extra year people. They're very talented. You know, right. I mean, they've already gone through the process. And so um, that's why it makes it more difficult. You know, the times that used to go easy are, are now in the bubble or yeah. maybe not going. And so to make it to nationals now, it's it, it's a little bit more uh, it's a little bit more difficult. Now you're about to jump in the car here, right? You're yeah, driving up yeah. it's in, in, at University of Indiana. You're about yeah. to drive everything yeah. up there. What take nine hour drive? What are you doing during those nine hours? What's your road trip kind of routine? What does that look like? Well, fortunately, uh, Kelly and I are going to go. My wife is going to go with with me this time, and and also Paul Carmony. Okay, if you guys know Paul yeah. Carmony. Uh, there will there will be a lot of good track and field talk. <laughs> Stats. You yeah. know, oh, that Paul good stuff. will provide yeah. us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's going to be a fun time. In fact, I kind of gave him the option. I said, "Do you want to go one of the GAs?" He goes, "Oh, I, I kind of look forward to that." You know, yeah. and because we've had some really cool co road trips to uh, to nationals before. So, yeah. we were talking about Paul Carmony. Give you a little shout out and some love here. One of the best, if yeah. not the best, track and field SID in no, the country. I'll, I'll interject. He is the best. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. I love it. Um. So the reason why coach is driving, I mean, obviously the rest of the team is flying, but he wants to to manage it and work with the pole vaulters. Well, you got to bring the poles, right? You know, so yeah. that's why those don't fit in the overhead. That's why we're making him making him drive. Well, um, hardest event, and we're not taking sides here, but what do you think is the hardest track and field event, running or field? Personally, anything over 400 meters. Yeah. <laughs> when I was yeah. in high school, I thought sprints was 100, mid-distance was 200 and long. You know, I mean, that yeah. was my, my mindset. I hated anything very <laughs> long. I mean, of course, your distances take a lot of commitment, dedication, and, and training. Really, though, those 400 hurdles, that mm. is, I, I ran those once. 
no, twice in college. And I was like, who raised the hurdles at the end? You know, really, <laughs> you're, finishing up, you're yeah. finishing up at the end. You're like, somebody raised those, it looks like. How do I jump? Anyway, that, that's a difficult event. Yeah. I think steeplechase has to be. Well, that because, would enter it, yeah. you know, longer and you're jumping over. I mean, the same, I guess you can like step on yeah. them, but still, I'm just like, it's already hard enough running <laughs> in a line that long. Right. Well, in a circle, yeah. you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Right. Running yeah, run out. yeah. Forget to make your turn. Yeah. You, you guys have experienced so much success when we talk about it. I mean, your program may be the most successful here on campus or certainly it has the argument to, to make there. Now that you, you've gone into the ASUN, you continued that success. Conference USA is on the fu- is in the future. Do you see like do more people know Liberty Track and Field now than when you were here years back? Like, do you see that whether it's in recruiting, just being going around the country? Do you feel like kind of that Liberty brand has grown to where it's more recognizable now? I think it has grown with people in the past, like even Coach Zealand, you know, yeah. people like that have won national, Sam Chalanga, Josh McDougal, some of those people have done really well. I think the the awareness of Liberty Track is there, um, and I think that's going to build on itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last um, summer, I believe it was our one of our producers, Donald Scott, did an out of the office with you. You <laughs> like to get out in the in the yard and and do a lot of yard work. Give build us an house. update yeah. on the house. At that point, it was just like, was it just framed up? Yeah. Like I don't even think. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. We're moved in. We're there. Uh, clearing some land down below the house. Yeah. Uh, and it's really been neat. One of the purposes uh, Kelly and I wanted to do is be able to have the team out, Bible studies, praise and worship. And we've had some bonfires this this spring. And just many times, you know, you'll have a Bible study. And, and actually the last one, the, some of the athletes led it. And that was really a, a blessing just to, you know, have them there. And, you know, had the bonfire there. And just, uh, just something about that, you know, that intimate time with with the athletes uh diving over the scriptures talking about how it relates to what we do but the great thing about some of those we've talked about it for years is after you're kind of finished you know that extra two hours they may be hanging out yeah. and just having good rich conversations mm-hmm. that's been such a blessing to mm-hmm. you know to have that to you know you think okay going forward we'll be able to keep Keep this up. That's yeah, been really good. Do you yeah. feel like I feel like almost in your role as as a you know leading track and field, you it has to feel feel almost a little bit like more of a parental kind of role than maybe a lot of other sports. You have guys, you have girls, you have you know so many different types of people and backgrounds and all. Like it probably does. Does it feel more like that? You feel like in your sport than maybe even some others where it's much more like specialized. I guess you'd say. I would I would think so. Yeah, um, and that's just kind of. My perspective, anyway. Uh, there's a really good book, Mentor Leader by Tony Dungy. Just and I really try to follow that role of we are influencers, we are mentoring. And I've had other coaches say, not from Liberty, but you know, other schools say, well, it's not my job to mentor these athletes. No, for for me, it is. That's yeah. my call. That's you know, that's my calling. And my wife feels the same way, and she has been involved in many of our young ladies' lives. And that's really cool just to see that influence that she's had because that's how we view what we do, mm. not just me or her, but it's like, okay, God, what have you placed in her hand? What do we, how can we be faithful what that is today and go forward well? And so part of that is opening our home. Uh, you know, I want to, 
even down that property, he's talking about the property, we're going to develop a little prayer garden down there just so athletes can come out and just kind of get away at times yeah. and just spend some, some alone time. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Coach Bingham, we're so happy that you're back on campus here and, and all moved you. in. We're so blessed. <laughs> and um, I'll speak for Matt. We expect yeah. an invite next time there's a bonfire. Sure. You yeah. know, I'll bring the, the marshmallows and we can, yeah. Well, we've done the s'mores. Yeah. 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 Can't, yeah. can't go wrong with s'mores, <laughs> but let me take it to another level. Get what? a Reese's cup. Instead of the... And then you put the Reese's cup on the graham cracker, put it a little close to the fire so it melts a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then you torch your marshmallow and then game over. What's funny is my wife, she has all the healthy snacks and she has a pan of brownies. There you go. And she'll sometimes do that or the peppermint patties oh, on that top and good. melts yeah. those in so yeah there's a lot yeah. of good things yeah. this is why i wasn't very fast <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> well we'll have uh, paul carmody's twitter and all of his updates yeah. on speed dial to to follow along with those 24 athletes out at regionals thanks thank so much coach you're welcome thank you guys really looking forward to what athletes are going to advance yeah. eugene oregon because I mean, Liberty is close to being track title town USA. That's, that's track town USA, right? right? But yeah. but track town USA, Oregon, it's just such a cool experience. So really hoping that as many athletes from Liberty can can get out there and check it out. You've never been out to. I've uh, not been to Oregon. Really? No, no, I've not. I would love to go sometime. I hear Oregon's campus is insane. It is pretty incredible. And that and track facility, like I've seen pictures. Well, and, they just rebuilt. Yeah. They just you know tore down, which is kind of like. I don't know, sad, because that's where a lot of big yeah. time runners and, you know, Steve Prefontaine, who I know you've, you know, done right. a few documentaries on. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, those are like, the, that was the stadium where he ran and, and just so many records were broken in that. But I haven't been out since they've built the new one, yeah. but I heard it is insane. So uh, maybe we can give a, a GoPro or two to, to some of the athletes that, that. that go. Especially if a few of those guys that have big personalities that we know, like your Kennedy Sauter and guys like that, if they end up making it, yeah, I think they would. I think they'd be great correspondents from the yeah. road. Yeah. All right. Are you more of like a checked bag guy? Or are you no. going to get everything in? On no, a I have everything in a carry on. Okay. I Listen, <laughs> all I have is like three pairs of shorts and three polos. Like, what else do I need? <laughs> like, there's not a whole lot involved here in the in the packing. A toothbrush and, you know, I'm wearing my shoes and here we go. I just want all of our listeners to know I go and work so hard a week on the road, yeah. slaving in 100 degree heat and, and it Texas. It was hot down there in Texas. Wasn't and it? Matt, when he gets off work to go, quote unquote, work, it's in Fort Myers, Florida. Yeah. So everybody just make a note and remember that. Yeah. Um, but I am also a carry on. The two guys we are with on the trip both oh, check really? bags they're high maintenance they're so I high know. maintenance yeah i'm not so surprised ridiculous. um guys be sure to check back next week because we're going to have all um baseball talk yep. and, and some updates on golf and track also i'm pretty interested to hear some of the stories from rhett's family, oh, family of trip. 10 yeah. trip drive to boston boston maine like they were going up and down the east coast oh, yeah gosh. there's going to be a few stories uh coming out of that trip you sure. don't want to miss it so yeah. we'll check back next week